Surprise, motherfucker. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. The revolution will not be televised, yeah. but it will break records at the box office, baby. What's poppin'? What's good, my guy? Oh, Black Panther, Black Panther, Black Panther, man. I'm so proud to be black this week. Man. Huh. So, if you haven't seen Black Panther, I'm telling you right now, turn this podcast off and don't come back till you do. Turn this shit off. Turn right your now. black card in and don't get it back till you do. I mean, it's been on how many days now? Uh, we four days in. Today is day four right now. And uh, if you ain't seen it by now at least once, I'm ashamed to call you my brother. Mm. You got to leave the planet of Wakanda. You can't live on that land. Four days in and you ain't seen it. What kind of bullshit is that? What man? kind of bullshit is you on, man? Oh, boy. We, we, we clearly... We know what we're talking about today. Yes, yes, yes. It's only one thing to talk about if your skin look like mine, if your skin look like Jay. We're talking about Black Panther, man. It is finally in theaters after a long awaited. <sighs> I mean, what, the comic book been out about damn near 50 years? And you know what's funny? Uh, prior to Civil War, so many people did not know this character. Mm. So many people, blacks, whites. I, I know a ton of Marvel fans who did not know this character. And then when it got announced, we're building a whole, a whole damn movie around this character. We got the director of Fruitvale Station, young thirty-one year old Creed, young thirty-one year old Ryan Coogler coming in to handle his business. Have you have you seen any interviews with Ryan Coogler? Heard him talk? I've listened to him speak. I love that young man, man. And I mean, I'm going to say this, and I mean this with the, the utmost, utmost respect. He a real nigga. Dog. Ryan Coogan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he be talking his shit, though. He's a real nigga, but he's smart. He's smart as he's shit. He's smart. To be a young cat, that is a smart young man. He giving me Spike Lee vibes, man. Man, he's so smart. He's so well-versed. He's yep. knowledgeable. He does yep. his research. Yep. But he communicates that shit in a way that we understand. Real niggas relate. Real niggas relate. Um, if you have not already guessed it again, we are jumping into this Black Panther topic. We about to get real black real quick. I'm going to introduce myself real quick. I'm not going to hold y'all up, man. It's your boy, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. From now on, I'm wearing a dashiki when it's time to get freaky, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we doing. <laughs> and uh, I got my, my esteemed friend brother my host the 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 leader of this shop talk podcast tribe yeah we, my we, man jay johnson what up what up what up jay johnson 313 on everything i think i'm moving with the tribe for everything. i'm moving with tribes for everything man yeah. i'm almost back in the tattoo shop about to get some tribal man yeah we we gotta represent the tribes man okay so let's get right into I don't even I think we started off at a good space, you know, from the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, just just starting there. So if you saw Civil War, uh Captain America and, and Iron Man and everybody, the whole Avengers, uh if you saw that, you know you know the introduction of Black Panther. His father gets killed. Yeah. 
by by a little mercenary. He gets, you know, caught up in a terrorist attack and he dies. And then Black Panther comes out the gate doing his thing, helping out the Avengers. He joins the team. He's the only one representing the culture on the team. And man, his presence in that movie. He was fucking shit. Oh, my God. When he comes out. When he comes out the gate, you know he wasn't about no bullshit, man. You know, I went back and watched. They, okay. They had him extremely diesel. Yeah. It. His yeah, suit was like yeah. extremely it diesel. Was, it was Batman-ish. Yeah. It wasn't the sleek, you know. Um, he I'm, wasn't for no games, yeah. man. I'm glad they redefined it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it needed some editing. Yeah. It needed some editing. It needed some more realistic qualities to it. And I definitely think that they got that right. And uh, we're going we gonna to talk about that, too, because we talking costumes. we talking cinematography. We're talking the script, the story. Background. The background, the backdrop. Some of the nuances that went into that script were just outstanding, man. We are talking everything Black Panther today, ladies and gentlemen. So, again, if you have not seen the movie, you might want to cut this off right now because spoilers are coming. Uh, let's talk... Let's talk soundtrack, man. Because mm. that's where most people got yeah. got hyped up. Yeah. We've been amped up for the last two weeks after Kendrick dropped that Black Panther soundtrack, man. I don't think there is one misstep on that soundtrack. It's not. I've listened to that ad nauseum for two weeks straight, man. Mo- most definitely, because it got me in the in the in the mood. And you got a shout out to the director of the film, Ryan Cooper. Yeah, yeah. For reaching out specifically to Kendrick. Yeah. For that, put that together, yeah. Now, again, Ryan Coogler, real nigga, man, and he knows the current sound of 2018 revolutionary yeah. music, and that's Kendrick. That's Kendrick. And if you're gonna have somebody lead it, you might as well go to the man that's leading that sound, that's leading the culture. And yeah, Kendrick did a phenomenal job, man. Some of the music on there, all of his crazy but some of those songs they're so fitting for this movie they're so fitting for the vibe yeah when you go into that theater and you see 400 people and, and 200 of them got on dashikis and they got on they dress oh, yeah. in all the African garb and all the women got their hair wrapped and they all doing that bankhead bounce yeah. with the, you know what I'm saying <laughs> oh you gotta see the movie to catch that bankhead bounce baby it's so riveting man you cross them arms up and you bankhead Uncle Luke would be tell, proud my tell God. me when they start doing that shit you did you immediately start doing this shit? I immediately started doing it, and I've not posed for a picture without my arms crossed since, bro. That shit was just so, it was so regal. Oh, my God. Regal. Regal. That's a perfect word. That's a perfect word for this movie, man. I want to, I wanna, you know, because we can get all over the place. I want to talk about, before we even get into the movie, man. And the, all the all the the breakdowns of the film, man. Shout out to the women in this movie. I don't think since maybe set it off, I've seen a movie where black women were not holding their heads down, bowing down to the men, bowing down to the power. Bow, no, they were the warriors, bro. Man, it's so it's so dope, and I, I, we gonna break this yeah, shit yeah. down even yeah, more because yeah. it's a bunch of shit that yeah. I noticed. In yeah. Here. That I'm mm. just so happy about, man. Oh, man, these black female warriors in this movie, man. When you see it, when you see the strength from the first time you see a woman, when you see Angela Bassett on that film, oh, man. Oh, man, you get a whole different feeling, man. Yeah. When the, the strongest Wakandan warrior ever was a woman. Mm. Oh, my God. So you said uh, you was on start with, like, the soundtrack. And the yes, soundtrack yes, yes. Got so us, let's get back got to us the soundtrack, lit for, for, for two weeks. Yeah, Got us yeah. in the mood. And uh, 
sometimes when there is a soundtrack put out, it just be like random ass songs yep. that's attached yeah. to a particular movie. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna say at least seventy five to eighty percent of the soundtrack was actually in the movie. Yeah, and it yeah. was like scored for the movie. So that's a perfect word. It was scored for this particular film. Back in the day, you used to have soundtracks that felt like the movie. Uh, if I'm thinking Jason black movies lyrics. again, Jason's lyric, above Boomerang, the yeah. Above the Rim. These were scored for this film. Blackish films, right? Blackish <laughs> film. We usually do a good job, or at least back in the day, at scoring the film Jungle Fever. Yeah. All Stevie Wonder, but it was scored for that film. And when you hear the music, Poetic Justice, when you hear the music in the film, it takes you to where that scene is right there. It puts you in that scene. It feels like that scene. Whatever emotions, whatever drama is being brought up in that scene, it takes you there. It's been a while since we connected. This movie was set up by this soundtrack. Yeah, and it was a a big lead up to this film. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time that I have been you know what? The last time I've been this excited to see a film well, excited to see a film was Get Out. Okay. I was really excited I would agree to with see that. Get I would Out. agree with that. Not this level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was really excited. I don't remember how much it this been a big See, lead up to this film. The the because I, I agree with you on Get Out. Going into Get Out, I had been excited. They released a trailer, and I just thought That's this true. looks like a crazy movie. Yeah, filmed by a black man, starring another black man, about some shit that it looks like black people can relate to. Yeah. And I thought that was dope, and I said, "Oh, this can't really come out." And then we saw the cultural impact Get Out had. Yeah. But this right here. This is different. Yeah. This is different because, again, the lead up has been crazy. But then when you get that soundtrack and you listen to it and you listen to the vibe of the soundtrack, you catch that wave. You realize what needs to be emoted when you go into this film, where your mind needs to be when you go into this film. It's getting you pumped up. It's making you proud to be black. I'm saying like when the movie started off and the, and the music started, mm-hmm. my, my body started moving. Yeah. I was in tuned and ready to receive the movie. Them drums is hitting you in your soul and your spirit, man. And then when you get past the soundtrack and you buy that ticket and you go into the movie and you see all these faces, man, that's the thing. Black people in my 33 years of life, we've never had a film where we could go and act as uh Connected to the film as Star Wars fans. Cosplay and, is the word that yeah, they, they've yeah. been using. Yeah. Or people dress up like Jedi's yeah. yep. or um, Lord of the Rings, yeah. Batman. Like people do yeah. this shit all the time. Even with, you know, the, the other black, I guess, superhero or comic book film, you know, the Blades and, yeah. and you know, the those first type black of film. superhero. The first super Marvel yeah. movie. Yeah. That kicked everything off was from a black man, by the way. Yeah. And we don't have that connection. We don't go into these films this hype, this mm-hmm. excited. I went to, uh, and I did this just because I knew that what I was looking for would not be there. So normally anytime, you know, a big, huge comic book movie comes out, you go to Target, you go to, I don't know, Old Navy, anywhere where they sell those types of uh, T-shirts. Yeah. And, you know, you see them. You see them. Uh, Civil War came out. It's a million Captain America and Iron Man right, and Avengers right, t-shirts right. out there, man. So I went just to see if they got a Black Panther t-shirt. They didn't. I went to another Target. They didn't. I went to Myers. They didn't. They still got everything else. Thor got a t-shirt. Hulk got a t-shirt. Oh, Everybody got a t-shirt. Black Panther don't have no t-shirt. Because I really did not want to get to dashiki levels going in here yet. I wanted to 
wear me a nice little T-shirt and just be a fan. For sure. I ain't want to let this blackness come out in full. But there's no blackness in Target for us. It's none. So then I said, all right, let me go and uh, let me get on the gram. Asked around, asked who sold dashikis just to make sure I was supporting everybody I needed to support my people, not just, uh, you know, Amazon, Amazon Prime and all that. And uh, got out my boy Tommy, man. Shout out to my brother Tommy. And uh, yeah, Tommy the Barber, go visit him. Um, he off of Linwood and I think Linwood off Chicago. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, man. Shout out to my brother Tommy for getting me in a dashiki, and he was selling out, by the way. So that means everybody was going up to the shop and getting him a dashiki. So my brother really provided the city with all their uh, African needs this week, man. Go visit him and get you some soap, by the way. Get that face cleaned up. Shout out to everybody hating and fucking mad. Oh my God, they so mad. They wow. so mad. You gonna be mad at some of this black, though, because this was undeniable. And they knew it when them tickets went on pre-sale back in December. They knew it. I be seeing them on my timeline, and uh, we keep alluding to it, but we gonna get into mm-hmm. it. And I'm gonna explain why the feeling is so much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So again, if you if you remember from Civil War, his pops got killed uh, in that movie. You know, it was all about revenge. So then, when we get to the movie, the the overarching plot of the movie uh, is now we have. Black Panther, a.k.a. He was T'Challa, right? T'Challa. T'Challa, pardon me. Um, And we got T'Challa, and he returns back to Wakanda, his homeland, this beautiful hidden land in Africa, the motherland. Let's talk about that opening scene. Oh, my God. Uh because he was like getting red. Well, wait a minute. The opening scene. The was, opening scene was in L.A., right? Yeah. 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 That opening. Right. So <laughs> well, the opening scene, right? Everybody in the theater I was in, I went on a Thursday to yeah. a premiere a yeah. little bit earlier in the day. And when they showed my man, everybody screamed. Shout out to Sterling K. Brown in this mug. Everybody screamed. Representing the blackness <laughs> to the fullest Emmy winner, outstanding actor in a drama. Because when they, when they showed him, this he had like a, a a blue shirt with, mm-hmm. a, a, with a herringbone on. Oh, he was cripping, cripping. So he looked like, oh, a, he was cripping, so he cripping. like a thug. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And every time he plays something, is a... Uh, Christopher it's, Darton Yep Yep Or he was Clean cut us. Yeah So he was mm-hmm. like In the gangster role mm-hmm. like, what, What's going on Oh man Sterling K. Brown So the movie opens up We're in uh, LA You know In my mind I'm a just Oakland Oh yeah yeah Well they were in Oakland you, you get to that at the end Yeah So they were in Oakland They open up In an apartment in Oakland Sterling K. Brown is there uh, He's in the room With another man And uh they was uh, they was talking guns. Yeah, they, they had was a, talking guns. They were talking a robbery mm-hmm. because he had like a map laid out. He had cars. Mm-hmm. He was like he was like, all right, we're gonna go this way. They was ready to make the moves. They was doing. The, they was planning. It's something. time to plan that out, which and, is uh, important. Oh, that's very important. And uh, <clears throat> when they open it up again, you got Sterling K. Brown playing against type, which I love. I hate. Hate hate to see actors get boxed in. I want to see you be able to explore the entire uh, gravity of your craft, man. Don't just get boxed into one type of role. And I did not know. I remember seeing him in early mentions of this film, but I didn't know what role he would play. He hadn't been in any of the promo I'd seen. I had, I had no idea he was in it. So when the movie opened up, I, I, I got excited because yeah. I, I love him as an actor. I think he has uh, a very long career ahead of him. So anyway, the movie opens up in the projects in Oakland. Uh, Sterling K. Brown in there cripping it up. They planning this robbery. Um, 
and a lot happens in this opening scene. Yeah. Uh, they go from the apartment to showing some kids outside playing basketball. Yeah. Also important. Uh-huh. Also important. These kids just out there. They hooping. It's they 19- doing their thing. It's 1992 in Oakland. Uh, they hooping is, on the milk crate. Which is very important if mm-hmm. you know the, the struggles that the Oakland has had with the police, and especially mm-hmm. around that time. So... Sterling K. Brown, I, don't, I can't think. Of I his can't name remember the other man in, the, in yeah. the movie, but he like kind of hears something, mm-hmm. something at the door. Yeah, so they kind of like hide everything. The mm-hmm. guns is up. They put the African shit back yep. up. Yep. So the room looked normal. And then uh, my man goes to the door and he checks the door. He looks out the peephole. He holding the ratchet when he look out the peephole, yeah. and he said it's two women with spears. Sterling K. Brown told him something that was going to lead the rest of this film. He was like, they're not going to knock again. They're not going to knock again. These two women with spears are not out here to play with you, boy. And, and that's what I'm... That shit caught me off guard. Dog. What is... With spears? And they... And they eat like, they're not going to... I'm like, all right, so something's I up. I know where we at right now. They open that door, and there you see it. There you see it. If you watched The Walking Dead, if you watched the Tupac film that just came out... You see Michonne. Michonne is Michonne. shit, man. You see uh, <clears throat> Feeney. Danny Gore. I can't think of her. I can't pronounce yeah, her Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, neither can I. So pardon us. We're going to get a lot of names wrong here today, yeah. but that's going to be all right. She's Michonne to me. She, that's, she's always going to be Michonne or Afeni Shakur if you've seen the Tupac movie. But when that door opens up, you see two beautiful, bald-headed African yeah. women holding spears looking like they there to take somebody's head. And then the Black Panther arrives. The Black Panther nowhere. arrives out of nowhere. They tap them spears and he fucking appears, nigga. Oh my God. When Black Panther and this ain't T'Challa. No, this is the father. This is his <laughs> <laughs> the father. This is his dad, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, the the last Black Panther was T'Challa's dad. So uh, the movie explains uh, a little further in when you're the king of Wakanda, you're also you are the, the Black, Black Panther because you're you, a protector of Wakanda. Exactly. So uh, the two women they touch spears, uh, but first they. They look at Sterling K. Brown's character, and he has to identify himself. So he pulls his bottom lip down, and he has a tattoo. Once they identify that that brand, my, I'm getting my tattoo. I'm, one, <laughs> I'm getting my shit. Once they identify that brand, they go ahead and tap spears, and then the Black Panther appears. And what we learn in this scene as the film goes on is dramatic. It's deep. Yeah, and we it, learned, I think, in that particular point mm-hmm. that they're brothers. And mm-hmm. They embrace, like, yeah. oh, I haven't seen he you. He embraces brother. them. Where you been? Yeah. I haven't seen you. Why you ain't reported? And Sterling K. Brown told him, uh, it's hard over here. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a, so in Wakanda, the king sends spies. All these spies, basically, through all these places, all these different cities and, and countries throughout the world mm-hmm. to go over there and report back, to report on how they live in. Sterling K. Brown ain't just over there cripping because he want to be a crip. Yeah, he's a spy. He's, he's a spy. He's over there trying to learn the ways of the land. Yeah. He's trying to learn the problems of these these socio-political and socio-economic issues because he needs to report back to Wakanda so they can know how not to be. Essentially, we got sleeper sales everywhere mm-hmm. across the country, across the world. Throughout the world. And uh, Sterling K. Brown, the brother of the king of Wakanda, happens to be one of them. And he happens to be in Oakland in 92. And uh, they hug, they embrace, they talk about how things are going over there. Sterling K. Brown's face says it all during that scene when he's speaking about the hardships of life in America, of life in California, in Oakland during that time. You see it. If you are 
from our our era you know what was really going on during that time it was rough and you see it in his face and then something happens yeah so so the father starts talking about um some vibranium Mm -hmm. which is the precious metal and the precious um it's a resource resource that's all through wakanda and he started talking about it got stolen. There's some spies, and this was an inside job, and it got double crossed. And then immediately his brother say, "Why you here?" Mm-hmm. And I, then it get kind of weird. He was like, "Why did you betray me?" Mm-hmm. And he like, "What? I would never betray you. I didn't you. betray you. You my brother. I wouldn't betray you. I'm next on the throne. Yeah, I wouldn't betray you." Oh, one other part we missed. Mm-hmm. So when the uh, when they come, the chicks coming with the spears, they tap and everything. Mm-hmm. The Nick, my man, his homeboy who's sitting next to him, who opened the door up. He yeah. told him like he got to get out of here. He was like, "No, I trust this man with my life. Anything that you can say in front of me, you can say in front of him. Because this, yeah. this is my man. This is my man. Yeah. I'm over here in Oakland. He cripping it with me. We coming up with these bank robberies together. This is my man. Yeah. Whatever you can say about Wakanda to me, you can say in front of him. So when he asked my man, he was like, uh. Why did you betray me? Mm-hmm. He was like, what you mean? I would never betray you. Like, you think you the only spy that I got here? And then the young man who opened that door, the young man who Sterling K. Brown's character had just told uh, he can stay in the room because you my man and I trust you with my life. He identifies himself. He pulled down that lip. Pulled that lip down. Got, that, get the, got the brand. Showed that brand off. And my man looked at him like, you Wakanda? Mm. Cause we everywhere, yeah. So we everywhere. A, so and so, uh, the Black Panther told Sterling K. Brown, his brother, "I need you to pack your shit, get back, and report to the council for your crimes, because mm-hmm. you betrayed our country." Now, that's the brother. So you like, so why would you betray your country? Mm-hmm. And he like, well, look, man, shit is fucked up out here. Mm-hmm. We need these resources so we can help fight. It's black uh, people around the around this world. We suffering. Against these uh, our oppressors, these vib- these these pieces of vibranium can save so many other countries, not just Wakanda. Yeah, we need to take our resources and bring them here. Yeah, but that ain't how we operate over in Wakanda. Yeah, you're not just gonna do that and sneak that vibranium off our continent and bring it over here. Yeah, so that scene ends. Yeah, he told them like, hey, report back. You're going to face, you know, go to trial, blah, blah, blah. And that scene's in. Well, hold on. Before that scene's in, this is how that scene ends. They go back to that basketball court. Yeah. And one of them young men look up in the sky. And see the ship. And he sees a ship take off. And that's very important. Yeah. Because that young man will be somebody later in this film. But anyway, after that... It gets beautiful, man. It goes from a very dark night in Oakland to one of the most beautiful scenes you ever going to see, man. We flying straight into Wakanda, brother. Current day Wakanda. Which is amazing. It's some of the most beautiful cinematography. The colors. And uh, oh my! Now God. Ryan Coogler, the director, you know, he spent a lot of time on there. I, I, I'll just give you some in, some insight. So he went when he found out he was going to be doing the movie. Yeah. He hopped on a flight and went to South Africa. Okay. Um, and a lot of people say all the slaves and everything come from North Africa, mm-hmm. but he went to South Africa because um, the Black Panther was already cast and they already had a language, and that language mm-hmm. was from South Africa. So they were looking for languages or whatever. Yeah. And he was actually in a, a village or a, the the kingdom of. I can't think of the name. Mm-hmm. It's like Katumbu or something like that. And he was in his kingdom or whatever. And it's really, really poor. Mm. And it's really, really secute, secluded. And it's kind of like hidden off by these mountains. Okay. And they said when everything was getting colonized over there, 
they couldn't colonize that area because they couldn't fight the people and go through the mountains at the same time. Damn. So this little area, which is actually hidden, was the basis of Wakanda because Wakanda is it's, a hidden yeah. off or whatever. Yeah. So that came from his actual experience and actually being over there. Yeah. Um, that's not just like something that was in the book. He used that. For the actual movie Yeah um, And he actually took Skyscrapers And so when we were Looking through There and looking at He wanted it to look real So he went Over there And like actual architecture That's over on the continent He hmm. put in there So it looks real to us Damn Yeah It would explain that scene though And how that scene opens When they get over to Wakanda A lot is explained About Wakanda and the Black Panther and the way that things are governed yeah. over there. Uh, how many? It was four tribes. Yeah. Four tribes. One of them broke off. Yeah. Did their own thing. Wasn't really involved. But the other three. Yeah. Essentially, uh, yeah. Wakanda has this mineral, vibranium. Yeah. Yep. And they are very, very smart. They advance at everything, but they're hidden. Mm hmm. And they hid themselves on purpose. So to the rest of the world They look like some Poor ass farmers Yep And they Hide that shit They don't want the world To have access To their resources They got all the technology Advanced technology Killing anything Happening in America But they have this Vibranium And they don't need The world coming in And stealing it and that uh that flower which gives the Black Panther his Black Pantherness, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whoever the king is gets it. So one of those tribes like we, like we kind of agree, but we're not really fucking with y'all. So yeah. we're going off. And they broke off and shit. they did their own thing and they still there, but they ain't a part of you know the the governing of uh, Wakanda. So we uh we we enter into Wakanda and we see T'Challa. Present day king, father. This is after his father is right killed. Right after his father, right after his father was killed in a civil war movie, and he is now about to be made king. You are no longer prince. So he's talking to his mother, played by the wonderful Angela Bassett. Man, mm. we need Angela Bassett like we need Cicely Tyson. Like we need Oprah, like we need, and I know how how we feel about Oprah around this bitch. But as a black representative of black excellence, Angela yeah. Bassett like sixty. Yeah, she is. She looked like she's a smooth forty. Now this this one scene that we, that we actually where we at in the movie now was really dope to me uh, because right after his father died, he has to go tell. Um, his ex essentially mm-hmm. who's out in the field mm-hmm. and be like hey so they just was like don't freeze when you see her don't freeze <laughs> when you see her and I didn't get it at first mm-hmm. so he you know they go through the dog ass scene where they drop through and it's a dog ass fight scene technology blah 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 but at the end of the day uh, this beautiful black woman mm. he froze up because I, I mean she I mean the woman is if if you don't know who the woman is, it's the beautiful Lupita. Yeah, but the black woman is so important. Oh my god. And it's so revered. The black woman from the jump in this movie, he goes to talk to his mother, the queen. She tells him, Don't freeze when you see this other black woman. Cause you know what time it is. Lupita. And he going to see her because he wants her. By, his, by side his side When he becomes king mm. Because and, he knows the strength And of, she's on a, a, a Undercover mercenary yeah. Mission 
she's out there working to save she people. She wants spies. She's a a spy, but she's a spy with a a, a, a personal attachment to what she's doing. She's mm-hmm. trying to save lives. She's not just trying to learn what the rest of the world is doing. She's out there trying to save actual people and make it tangible what she's doing. And he has to go and get her and tell her, "My father was killed. I'm about to come become king." Mm-hmm. And he puts his life on the line to go tell her the goddamn news. Yeah. That right there, that shows you the importance of black women in this film. I'm finna come out here and put my life on the line to tell you, please come stand by my side when I become king. That's real. That scene is crazy, by the way. Now, in order to become king, you gotta go. And this is one of the dopest parts of the fucking movie. Oh my God. And this is when they can't bounce time, baby. um, Everything was so regal. Mm -hmm. It was like opulent. Everything was just like excellent. And the, the mixture. Of technology without losing my culture mm-hmm. and all my rituals mm-hmm. was amazing. And that's how it should be. Yeah. They had a respect for heritage that we just as in, in real life, we don't understand as a majority. Yeah. A lot of us we we respect our heritage, we respect where we come from. Even if you don't go all the way back to Africa, if you just go by your American family from Detroit, a lot of us do respect our heritage and where we come from. But it was so rich in this film. Like you said, the the advent of technology. Wakanda is as advanced as any American city or North American 20 nation. Twenty times over. Twenty times over. They got money. 20 times old. They got resources worth billions and Wakanda trillions. Wakanda is the, rich, the, is the richest yeah. place, and he is the richest person in the world. In the world. And they are still going back to hundreds of thousands of years of ritualistic behavior, of heritage. And so when for him to become king, few things have to happen. He has to lose his powers as the Black Panther. Well, no, even before that. So what ends up happening is, in order for you to become king... All of the tribes from everywhere. Every tribe. So Wakanda is a country. It's mm-hmm. not just like a city. So yeah. inside that inside that country, they have yeah. other states. They have these yeah tribes. Yeah, other different, and all of them have to come together. And at this particular point, everybody can agree that he is about to come king, or yeah, your tribe has the opportunity to put somebody forth, and y'all can fight it out, uh, either death or tap out. Yep, and that person will become king yep. if. If they can, but for that to happen, for it to be a fair fight, yeah. we strip him of his Black Pantherness. So yeah. that flower that he consumes, that has all that power, that vibranium in it, to to make him the impenetrable force that he becomes as Black Panther is stripped from him. It's stripped by the legendary Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, man, who they uh, fixed that nigga out for this? Oh man. my God, yo, his <laughs> eye did not lean. And if you go see the Shout movie out to again, vibranium fixing I, the eyes. What kind of can you know do? What kind of power what you What kind of have? shit is that to fix a nigga eye that's been gone? <laughs> what kind of eye did they put in that nigga Forrest boy? Forrest was in his eye bag in right. this movie, boy. And if you notice in the scenes uh, where they show uh, Black Panther's father, T'Challa's father, his eye is on his lean. His eyes fuck. His eye is on lean. I'm like, you need to, you need to get that uh, flower back up. But you, he man. stole Forrest Whitaker's eye for this movie, and I respect it. Forrest Whitaker bought a new goddamn eye with some vibranium money. Anyway, uh, so for you to become king. You not only have to be voted in by the other tribes and the other governing bodies of Wakanda, but again, like Jay alluded to, you have to fight. If 
if someone opposes. Because yeah. they can vote, but if they don't vote for you, they have to send a warrior who they want to become yeah. king to step in that ring and fight with you. Uh, anybody family, his... B- T'Challa, his bloodline, he was the next in line. Mm-hmm. If you, if it's, if we think another family will, yeah. will serve the the nation better. Yep, we could put up a fight. Hey, if my tribe ain't really feeling T'Challa, if I don't like his uh, lineup. Because his lineup needed some crispening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He could have used some bevel blades on that lineup. And because uh, we keeping it black, so it's all bevel. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, if I don't like T'Challa and I don't think that he's going to serve as a fit king for Wakanda, I can step in and I can fight him. And then come the, we refer to as the eight. Oh, tribe, my or, God. They come Yo, <laughs> All you hear is hoo, hoo, hoo. And you see some big motherfuckers come yeah. around that corner. These niggas is six five and up, three hundred pounds and up. But to give you an idea of what it is, it's like you know. I mean, y'all seen y'all y'all saw the movie. If y'all mm-hmm. see, y'all, we heard mm-hmm. it, but like all the the attire that they have, all the different tribes, all yeah. the dances, everything yeah. was so so fucking great. I felt so good. Yeah. And when they start doing that bankhead, oh, that bankhead bounce. We gonna bankhead Woo. bounce throughout this show, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I felt it in myself. Like I was I was looking at the screen smiling. That bankhead, they, they so they start bankhead bouncing as uh, the Black Panther is being stripped of his Black Panther powers so he can become a normal warrior. We don't want to give you any advancement when you're taking on a normal warrior. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put you all in the ring as, uh, you know, equals. You will not be any more powerful. If either one of you want this power, you will earn it. Right. So they strip Black Panther of his power. Everybody's bankhead bouncing. You get the, the ape tribe and again we don't remember the name of the tribe exactly but these motherfuckers was apes and they was some bad boys dog. Yeah. They, I love them throughout yeah. the movie and it was so dope because while they fighting mm-hmm. both sides the women who are protecting Wakanda mm-hmm. because their whole army is full of black women yeah. and they spears and then the ape niggas like so after they fighting they just keep putting them closer yeah. and they're closer coming to closer the edge. and they bringing their spears toward each other because while these two are fighting we're also pushing these two toward the edge of this Somebody cliff gotta win. this cliff somebody might fall off and it might be because your tribe kind of trapped me in and forced me to fall off this motherfucker. But you got T'Challa fighting this big ape dude. He the king of the apes. He killing it. He big as hell. He looked like he about to win this fight. And then next thing you know, his ass tapping out. This was so dope to me, though. And and this was a message that I, I, I picked up is because mm-hmm. you can either fight to the death or you can tap out. And my man was so prideful, he didn't want to tap out. Mm-mm. And he looked at him and was like, listen. Tap out Your people still need you mm-hmm. Like you st- Like don't be prideful And like I got to kill you I don't want to kill you Your people still need a leader And you are still a good leader You just didn't You didn't win this fight But your people still need you And I think that we Need to take on that same thing Like Let that pride go Let that pride go we so willing to die For what we believe in That we forget We need to live To continue believing In what we believe sure. in To continue leading People so around what we believe. If in. I'm a man and I have children mm-hmm. and I believe mm. my b- black lives matter, the whole nine, I'm ready to to to, yep. to to go out and and protest and rumble. At the end of the day, you do still got a family that you still you need to be home. here for. You got to so go home. You got to play this shit tr- strategic. Sometimes you got to take that little L and still be able to hear be take care of your people. You and I thought that, that was shit. a message. So that no, honestly, that's cuz again this ape tribe, these are a bunch of wild niggas. Yeah. They live. They with it. They with the shits. 
he don't he ready to die. He hate T'Challa. You see it from the opening scene. He said, "This little nigga's your king." Fuck out of here I'm about to murder this man Y'all got this nigga Being the king Y'all got his little His little tiny ass sister Handling all the technology yeah, she, Oh my god We gonna get to her In a minute My lord My kid Man He was so disgusted With the way Wakanda Had been governed yeah. He was ready to kill Any and everybody In his path And then the minute That he was losing that fight And getting choked out On the edge of that shit He was ready to die And that motherfucker man, T'Challa showed, showed him mercy Cause I could've killed you I could've killed you but I don't want to see you die, brother. I don't want to see you die based on your pride. Nope. I don't want to see you die and your people don't have leadership because I know you a good king. Yep. You the king. You you that nigga. You can't be me. Not right now. Not least. right now. But you are that nigga. And I respect you enough to admit that and acknowledge it. And I'm not going to kill you. But I need you based on the ritual to tap out. Yeah. And my man... Seeing his life uh, about to end in a smooth UFC chokehold, yeah. <laughs> he went on and tapped the fuck out, and uh, T'Challa becomes king because no other warrior, no other tribe sent anyone forward to challenge him. We, we respected that. Shit. We respect the hell out of him. We respect his father. We respect his bloodline. We gonna keep this going because uh, I did for a minute wonder if a uh, dog from Get Out, Daniel, whatever. I just I've been. Every time they showed his face afterwards, certain things, I just kept saying, get out. I, yeah, I've been I calling him get out all like, damn no, weekend. Just get out. But I did expect him to uh, step in um, when they were initially. I thought about it. I, I thought he might because he, he had that look in his face. But you come to find out that they're actually really good friends in the lineage and the bloodline and all that. It's, again, well-respected and only the ape tribe and, wants and to fight he's married that. to the general, Michonne. He's, oh, my the God. The greatest fighter that Wakanda the has ever had. The greatest warrior Wakanda has ever had. Let's just get to it, man. So, uh, Michonne, greatest warrior in Wakanda history. Uh, Angela Bassett, queen of Wakanda. You know, there's one other thing. Wow! Right after this, which is a message that I thought I didn't want to make sure we we, we touch on. Mm. So after he becomes king, uh, there is still one more ritual they have to go. He have to go into the little joint. Mm. They give him they give him his powers back. So they yeah. drink him the thing and they bury him underground. Well, they bury him under sand, and then he gets to go and talk to all his ancestors. To the ancestors. So his when he mm. talked to his ancestors, it's like on some. Um, Low key, this 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 whole movie had a lot of similarities with the Lion King. But mm-hmm. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Uh, but he goes to and he speaks to his father, and when his father comes out, and this was the really part, he bows down to his father, and his father say, "Boy, stand up, you a you king. the king, you the king now. Don't bow down, son. You mm-hmm. are a king. Lift your head up, king. Look at me in my eye, king. I'm like what." I know I was the king, but I respect you now because you the king. Posthumously. Stop stop bowing down. Don't to bow the, down no, to me. You are a king. Don't bow down to me. Yeah, that actually, you know what? So the ritual when you go and see the ancestors was very, they basically kill you. They bury you Yeah, is what they do. Uh, you, you get down. They give you that vibranium flower back. You get that, you intake that, you've been stripped of it uh, during the fight ritual. So they give it back to you, and then you're laying in this like orange colored, reddish orange sand, and they bury you in that sand. That same clay that we was formed out of, mm. more than likely, on mm. the continent anyway. Mm. Clay they used to build the pyramids. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, this movie was black also, as fuck. He was, um, he was like, I'm not ready. 
Yeah. He was like, no, you've been training. When you with yeah. me and like all the His other dad's, stuff? You've been with me. You've seen me. You've studied me. He was like, no, I'm, it's not that I ain't ready to be the Black Panther because, mm-hmm. nigga, I got them hands. I'm not ready to live without you. Mm-hmm. And then he hit him with another gym. Like any man who hasn't pre- prepared his child for life after him has failed as a father. Have I ever failed you before? Mm. He was like, mm. no. Well, then you ready. And that's the thing. When you when you, when you you think you don't know, when you think you're not ready, you, gotta, you can't apply lessons that you've learned until it's time for application. Mm-hmm. You ain't, T'Challa has never done what he's about to do. So his doubt is understood. Absolutely. You, it, it's understood why you don't think you're ready to govern this, this nation, why you don't think you're ready to lead these people, these great people, the greatest people in the world. In a world that nobody even knows exists, True. it's understood why he doesn't think he's ready. But his daddy tells him, "Oh, I did my job, but you got to go out there and you got to do this." And as a father, you need to, as a leader, mm-hmm. the true um, qualities of a leader is being able to teach people to do something while you're not there. Because mm-hmm. as a parent, if your child is always good and well behaved when you're there, but it, as soon as they get to college, they start acting and going wild and out. Me. Uh, like, you need to have them prepared to act the same way when yeah. you're not there. Yeah. And he said, and that was a message to us again. You, you, subtle, though. Yeah, subtle as hell. This oh, movie, the, me- the movie was full of subtle messages. Yeah. I didn't ever feel like I was being preached to. Mm-mm. I felt like it was a regular Mm-mm. movie, but I picked up on the messages that were there and you you kind of let us into the message deliverer in this film young motherfucking wallace young creed where's the boy string where's young creed aka michael b fucking jordan man like his his scene that that he opens in it's so goddamn good. Uh, it's so goddamn good. So if you can't tell from the previews, uh, you'll see very quickly when you get to the movie. Michael B. Jordan is one of several villains in this movie. Uh, or you know what? I'm going to say antagonist. I was going to say non-adversaries because I don't even want to label him as a villain. And this is actually one thing I, uh, I text. So Friday... When I left work, I uh, made several of my non-black co-workers buy tickets while I stood over their computer for them and their children and their wives and their families and their husbands to go see this movie. Shout out to you. Um, And I stood there and I made a bunch of them. And one of them texted me back yesterday and he said, this film did a great job at having the bad guy not really be bad. The bad guy in this movie who in the comic books came off wrong, but in this movie, Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's character, isn't wrong. He may be the antagonist, but he is not wrong when you learn you know why, why he's doing what he's doing. Because we're African-American. Mm-hmm. Like, we are disconnected from the continent to an mm-hmm. extent, right? So, if you live in this country, you feel what he's saying mm-hmm. because you are him. He was... Every single thing that every African-American person in this country who has even thought about their heritage, who has even thought about their bloodline, who has even thought about the richness of where they come from. He is that he embodies that. And it comes off as angry and it comes off as villainous 
because we fucking angry. So let's talk, let's talk about why he's so angry too. Let's get into it because so, we we alluded to in that first scene. Let's just explain that. Let's shit. go ahead and get into it. Um, fuck the spoilers, man. So Michael B. Jordan is that young man on that basketball court who looked up at the sky and saw that ship take off after somebody was. Well, hold up, we got to rewind because we didn't say what happened at the end of that scene. So when you fast fast forward in the movie, they go back and they revisit that scene in that Oakland apartment in '92. Sterling K. Brown is in there and he's. Just been accused of treason yeah. against his country, the great land of Wakanda. And his brother, the Black Panther, T'Chaka, um, he just told him, Hey, you need to return home because we about to put you on trial. You gotta face the Congress. Yeah. And that's when he started explaining mm-hmm. why he did his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we a fucking rich ass nation. We got all these resources, we got all these is this like we can arm our people across the world and mm-hmm. we can Take over our oppression We don't got to be Fucked up like We don't this. have to be In these gangs We don't have to be Committing these murders We don't have to be Selling and using These drugs Everywhere can look like Wakanda for us Everywhere Everywhere Cause right now Everywhere looks like What people think Wakanda looks like Right A bunch of poor niggas So help us out And since you're not Helping us out I took the motherfucking Vibranium So I can get These motherfucking weapons So now it makes me Go back to That Scene in the beginning of the movie where they was like planning some sort of robbery or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm thinking at first I'm thinking y'all doing a bank robbery because uh-huh. that's just what niggas do. And <laughs> but like no, that was probably some vibranium he, or some oh, weapons or he something. was ready to trying to get this revolution. He was on. ready to get it going. Sterling K. Brown's character, like so many young black men back in the '90s, so many young black men right now who have been led down some very negative fucking roads. He didn't mean harm. He didn't want harm. He wanted to fucking help his people. But sometimes for you to help your people, you can't be Martin. You got to be Malcolm. And he was on his Malcolm. Mm -hmm. We got to go knock some motherfucking heads over. We got to go rob these motherfuckers and steal back what's probably ours. I mean, this Rodney King time. Oh, it's time to. In Oakland. And you know what I'm saying? Like, this is police have been beaten. We in that Honda getting beat. Uh, African Americans for for you know what I'm saying. Well, this mm-hmm. is right after the the, the 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 riots and everything. Like this yeah. has been going on. We need help, fam. And Sterling K. Brown's character knows the resources in Wakanda are more than enough to help out black people in this country. And Wakanda stance is, I'm not the the ruler of the world. Yeah, I'm the ruler of Wakanda. I yeah. gotta protect Wakanda because we think that if people find out how rich and resource. We are yeah. And they're gonna come for us They coming to steal it Because we've seen This shit happen Historically The colonizers Coming and colonize They coming to steal it They gonna goddamn Colonize every time And just a little bit More backstory Because I just realized We didn't explain it So In the governing body Of the world The United Nations And all that Wakanda has chosen Not to be a part of it Yeah They have elected To remove themselves And not be a part of The UN And all of this colonizing opportunity that uh, so many colonizers and I hope you know who I mean when I say colonizers uh, plan on plan on being a part of so the colonizers will colonize and Wakanda chose to not even get involved chose to stay hidden chose to stay under the uh, poor farmer Impression that they've put out there for themselves because they know that if we allow these people in and we allow them access to our resources or even knowledge of our resources, they coming for us. So we get back to this scene. We in Oakland. Black Panther T'Chaka, dad, he tells his brother, you got to return because it's time for you to go. 
And at the end of the movie and in this scene, it's two things that make a lot of sense. Sterling K. Brown doesn't want to go to fucking prison. He does not. He is not going to be. And he's upset mm-hmm. at his mans. Mm-hmm. His man snitched on him. And he thought this was, I mean, Donnie Brasco. <laughs> like, I thought, nigga, you ain't the police. Boy. Jay Reed. Jay Reed. <laughs> you ain't no cop. Jay you Reed. ain't no Wakandan. Like, you ain't no Wakandan. Man. So, his man snitched on him, told his brother who was the king, now I have to go and face war crimes. Now yeah. I got to go and face treason. Now I got to go to prison. And I will not be in prison in my own fucking country for one to try to help people. So Sterling ups the burner and tried to take my man out. He tried to shoot his mans. Not his brother. Tried to shoot his mans. Yeah. But his brother, the Black Panther, the fastest motherfucker on earth, jumps in with them panther claws and he stabs him straight in the chest. And bow. In that one instance, Sterling K. Brown is dead. Yeah. He's dead. Because the Black Panther had to save the motherfucker. See, here's the thing about Wakanda. The people of Wakanda who really ingrained in that shit and they deeply into that shit they take it seriously they'd die for their fucking country country over individual country shit. over everything country over family country over family so that man that might have snitched or that did snitch on Sterling K Brown he did what you supposed to do if you're of Wakandan bloodline he was a you, spy he was a spy took the king's order this is for my motherfucking king this is for my motherfucking country James Earl Jones gave him the direction <laughs> and he told him <laughs> you know and he and he did what he was supposed to do Sterling K. Brown even though you my brother you did not do what you were supposed to do so in this moment I'm not gonna let you kill the motherfucker who did what Wakandans do so he had to kill his own had brother had to kill his brother to save the other man's life yep had to kill his brother to save the motherfucker who didn't betray his country yeah so he killed his brother and left him there mm-hmm. and they dipped off and the young man who was in the in the alley I mean in the street playing basketball yep. who see the fl- spaceship fly off he runs upstairs see his and dad and he finds there, his dad in there and he he orphan now and he finds his dad this is key with a panther claw stab wound to the chest yeah but I don't think he knew that what that meant no, 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 no. I, I agree. I don't think, but he says that later. Yeah. That's how he found him yeah. with the Panther Club. But no, I agree with you. I don't think he knows what that means at the moment. Uh, but anyway, that young man happens to be Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. So let's Killmonger. Talk about, let's talk about, so Killmonger uh, went to MIT. So he's a graduated very, MIT at 19. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's talk about, first, let's talk about his, that opening scene with him mm. when he's in the museum. He's in the museum. And uh, this crazy white boy. There's only two white guys in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's only two white people, really, or three. Three. In yep. the movie, whatever. And uh, they go on to steal an artifact, which is like a big-ass axe, yeah. which is made of vibranium. Yeah. So they can sell it. Yep. Uh, so they get in there, and, um, you know, he in there looking at his shit like, hey, you know about this? Acting as a white lady. Tell me about this. She reeling off facts and the shit. The white lady is the expert. Yeah. She knows. Th- so this room that he's in in the museum is full of all African artifacts. He's in a very particular spot in this museum. All African artifacts. And he's asking this white lady who's, again, the expert. He's asked her to come in. He asked someone else to find me an expert so I can ask questions. Yeah. She's the expert. She comes in. And he asked, where is this from? What is this? Why did they use it? He's asking questions. He seems intrigued. But he also has that look on his face like, you don't know what the fuck you talking See, about. See, this here, oh, this come from Wakanda. 
This vibranium. She told him that axe came from where it didn't come from. She said, no, no, that can't be. He said, oh, it came from where you said it come from, but that's because they stole it like you from always, Wakanda. Like you stole all the other shit up in here. Because mm, how this motherfucking museum get all this African shit? Yeah, and then like, uh, I'll take that. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not for sale. Oh, we going to get it just how how you got everything yeah. else. And we taking this nervous and shit. I'm colonizing this museum, nigga. Yeah. The colonizers are about to be colonized, motherfucker. That's where we at. And here go another message that I picked up as a message and shit so um, she get nervous she start calling security over and shit he was like well you know you've been uh, security been on me since I walked in here y'all been looking at me cameras y'all checking everything you checking everything that y'all can but you ain't checking what you putting in your own body and she take another sip of her drink her little coffee yeah but I took that as a message to us mm-hmm. because we so quick to google some shit and find out about every motherfucking thing but we don't really pay attention to what the fuck we put in our own body oh my god as we sip these get, brews we going to get our faux for faux and your, and your hot and ready mm-hmm. or your insert whatever we not really paying attention to what we putting in our own body shout out to Dr. CB it's uh, yo rest in peace Dr. CB man um, you know what I'm saying real nigga blood and peace and all that shit but uh, no that is a message though because Half the ingredients in half the package shit that we eat. Stop eating package shit, by the way. Um, please get on a better diet. Go and buy your shit. Cook your shit. Stop eating package shit. But when you eat this package shit, read what's in it. One thing one of my aunts told me back when I was a little kid. If you can't pronounce it or you don't know what it means because that's not a word that you use every day. It's a poison. Shout out to the, to the few hundred um, ingredients and chemicals that don't actually have to make it onto the back of the package. Mm-hmm. So it's not as that. that oh, it ing- ain't just back of the box. That yeah. ingredient list ain't it ain't mm-hmm. it ain't full because some shit don't actually have to go on there. Mm-mm. No, and yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we definitely don't know what we putting in our body. And when Killmonger says that to this white lady, uh, right at the end of that sentence, she passes out. Yeah, she on the ground because she been drinking some shit that he laced. Yeah, because you don't know what you putting in your body. So as she passes out, uh, all the EMS and you know security they run up and they try to help her and they calling people. Uh, but the EMS ain't EMS in this scene. Yeah, the EMS is actually. Oh, girl was cold. Why oh, girl was a bad motherfucker. I don't know, but that nigga Michael B. Jordan shot shit out that bitch later. Yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> he shot shit out that bitch in her head, nigga. God damn. But uh, uh, EMS comes in there, and while all this commotion is happening. This axe that's made of vibranium is being stolen uh, in a beautiful heist. And they don't steal the whole axe. They just need the part with the vibranium, the head of the axe. They get that. They go out to the truck. And, uh, yeah, that's when you find out the EMS wasn't actually the EMS. It was a fine-ass black girl and a rogue-ass white dude. So this white dude, you know, he's trying to sell the vibranium. He low-key selling the vibranium to the U.S., yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the CIA and shit, and uh, so they want to get this guy because this guy is a bad guy. Um, I can't think of my man that get out. His uh, father was killed by this guy. Yeah, so yeah. when he tell him what they about to do, he like, oh y'all about to go get my man. It's cool. Yeah, he killed my father. I've been wanting to get him for a long time and shit. So get out made Black Panther promise two things. He said, yo, when y'all go over there and y'all get that white dude, you got to promise me one of two things: either you kill him. Or you bring him back here alive to Wakanda because that motherfucker going to die. My hands are yours. Yeah. And he made him promise that. And Black Panther told him I got him because you find out that get out and Black Panther, they friends. Yeah. These is homies. And uh, that's key, too, because later friends ain't friends no more. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so 
Black Panther sets up a mission. Go over to Korea. They go over to Korea because that's where the white man's about to make this sale of the vibranium axe head to the CIA. And when they go over to Korea, Black Panther needed a couple of his finest warriors with him. Finest women. Finest warriors. Finest women. Lupita. He takes Michonne and Lupita over Lupita to Korea. Fine. Lupita is fine as I didn't first realize of all, how fine she bro, was until I start. Like, Lupita is fine. Lupita's skin ain't human, bro. She might be the Black Panther in real life, bro. That motherfucker's skin is ridiculous, dog. You see them shoulders, nigga? She got a glisten on her shoulder that don't make no goddamn she sense, fine. nigga. I'm not playing. Lupita is fine. Michonne. Shout out to the beautiful dark-skinned women. Oh, my God. Yes, Lord. We Look, we, we love all our black queens, but you chocolate motherfuckers is... Whoa, y'all tearing my motherfucking relationships up every day. Y'all so goddamn fine. Anyway, um, so they go over to Korea. And they get over there, and it's like an illegal gambling yeah. sort of, you know, typical, stereotypical Korean, Asian culture gambling ring going on in here. Man, man, I just cut to it, man. This was one of the dopest fight scenes in the movie. Oh, they got to the motherfucking shit. So we get in there, and motherfucker, it's on. Mich- it's on. Because hey, Michonne gets made. Did you? I don't know if you uh, did you peep this, because this is the only scene where a woman... Does not either have a bald head or dreadlocks. Mm. Because they had their wigs on. Michonne had her wigs on, and she was like, I'm so happy to take this shit off. And she took that wig off mm-hmm. and tossed that shit like it wasn't nothing. And start beating that niggas' was a, ass. That was a message. Hey, <laughs> hey, black women, y'all don't need them wigs. Y'all don't need that wig. I hear you. It Maybe it makes you feel a little more beautiful or normal or whatever. I don't fucking she, know. Like, I was so tired of wearing shit. I don't this know. Shit. But she threw that wig like, God damn, I just want to be me. Now, you know, Black Shout Panther, out to Team Natural. Hey, Black Panther was in there getting it in, but Michonne? Yo, Michonne got busy, dog. Whooping ass. So if you've seen Walking Dead, you already know how Michonne gets down with her motherfucking staff. She yeah. gets busy. She gets her sword. She gets her shit. She gets busy. In this movie, it's no different. She getting busy, dog. She get, she get busy. I'm, I, when I go back to watch The Walking Dead next Sunday when it come back, yeah. Michonne better be uh, stepping I'm, I'm ready for Michonne to get busy. Because <laughs> what I just saw her doing this particular scene in Black Panther was fucking amazing. So yeah. they get in there. Uh, they get made. They're on this mission. They're trying to break up this cell of this vibranium to the CIA. And here's another key part of this scene that we can't skip over. One of the other white characters in this movie is the CIA head that's kind of running the operation of yeah. trying to get this vibranium. So the villain who was going to sell that vibranium axe to the CIA, the guy he was selling to is a friend of T'Challa. Yeah. Uh, and he's a friend of the Black Panther. And he doesn't know he's a Black Panther, but he knows enough. He knows... When he sees him at this little casino event, no, he do oh, he did know he was a yeah, Black Panther because he mentioned his suit. You're right, you're right, you're right. So he knows when he sees a Black Panther at this event, okay, we're probably here for the same thing. He's like, dog, just leave me alone. Let me get Don't fuck shit. up my mission. And he like, no, nigga, you not yeah. doing it. So, you know, long story short, uh, white boy get away. White boy gets away. The villain gets away. Uh, it's a big-ass fight. A lot of niggas scrapping, a lot of shooting. He gets away. And then it's a dope-ass car chase scene. Yeah. Now... What made this car chase scene dope to me was little sis. Little sis. Little sis. So let's go ahead and get to it. Um, just in the comic book, she like sixteen. Now yeah. in this, she's older. She's but a little she's still older. Little sis. Yeah. 
Little Sis, Black Panther's little sister, is one of the dopest characters in comic book history, and fuck, I don't give a fuck, fuck Q, what you say. And on some double, some James Bond shit. Fuck Q. Oh man, Q ain't got shit. Uh, what's his name? Morgan Freeman from Batman ain't got shit. Fucking, uh, the Kingsman ain't no, got Kingsman shit. Kingsman ain't got shit. Little Sis from Black Panther is that motherfucker, boy. She is the smartest person in Wakanda. Yeah. She knows everything. She is technology. Now, and yeah. she driving a vehicle remotely yeah. from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she's still in Wakanda. Yeah. And she's driving a in vehicle in Korea. She's in her lab in Wakanda driving a vehicle in Korea seeing this car chase. Yeah. She's moving this car chase in her favor. She is moving all these vehicles in the direction she needs them to go. And she it's a beautiful thing. Suit. She did everything. It's it's so dope watching her operate, man. And shout out to the actress in this role because she did an amazing job. And I promise one day we're going to get everybody's name right. Yeah. But she killed this shit. Um, and so anyway, they have this dope car chase scene. And at the end of the scene, they catch the villain. They get him. They get him. And when they get him, his power, he had a, a bionic arm, basically. Yeah. They get rid of that arm, they knock that arm off, and they arrest this one-armed bastard. And it's time to get him back to the CIA headquarters in Korea, and we're going to torture his ass, and we're going to find out what he was planning on doing with his vibranium for real. We're going to find that out. So they get him back, they get him tied up to the chair. He start telling everything. Yeah, the white man from the CIA get in there, and and dog just starts snitching. Uh, Black Panther, Lupita, and Michonne, they all out there, and they watching as the interrogation goes down. And if you know anything about movies, you know that this interrogation will not go smoothly something will happen Michael B. Jordan and Michael B. Jordan comes to Killmonger comes to he got the ill ass dread braid fade and (laughs) yeah he got it swooped over to the side they should have gave that nigga a bandana or a barrette or something man and uh, Killmonger comes through and him and the fine ass EMS chick come through and they blow the wall up they get white boy out of there they get white boy out of there clean escape when they do that uh, the white CIA agent is also potentially paralyzed yeah. uh, from some gunshots. He caught one to the spine. And uh, again, that also gives way to little sis and her technological advances because she, she saved that motherfucker's life. She fixed life. the nigga in like a day. She fixed that nigga's spine in one day. And that motherfucker woke up thinking he had came out of damn 10-month coma and shit. But this is actually what caused the conflict in the movie because since Michael B. Jordan actually helped my man get away, uh, T'Challa went back and had to tell get out like we we let him slip through hey, our hands the man that killed your father who you told me to either kill or bring to the you man, actually the one I was said I want to go on this mission you told me don't go on the yeah. mission yep uh, I could have helped you but you told me not to yeah. and you promised me you would either bring him back or kill him yourself and now you coming back to me and you reporting to me get out I've been through enough shit I've been dealing with white people for the last two years I don't want to do it no more so then they beefed out and he said some shit about your father like nigga y'all he you know he said some sucker yeah. shit like nigga I thought we was friends yeah you know he said some sucker shit like you've been holding in for a long time yeah you know how niggas do you you let that nigga get away okay well you're a whole ass nigga and let me tell you why so then Michael B. Jordan character ends up like double or tripping crossing and he killed yeah. the white boy. He killed the white boy and he killed the fine EMS bitch. Yeah. Um, shout out to her again. And I ain't, you know what? We on some black woman shit in this movie, especially. So pardon me for calling her a bitch. But he killed both of them because my white man held her up, said, Yo, I kill your lady. And 
Michael B. Jordan said, fuck both of y'all. Mm. Bow. One to her head, found dog, bow, couple to his head. And that was life. Now Michael B. Jordan got the vibranium axe, and now he ready for war. And this is where the conflict of the movie comes in. So he killed White Boy, and uh, he goes to get out to Little Kingdom side and drop the dead body to him like, I got something yeah. for you. I, I got you. I got the man that your king could not find, yeah. could not capture, could not kill. I killed him. Here go here go your trophy. Yeah. So now they, get out. They take him to the yeah. to T'Challa. Yep. And then we find out who he is. Yep. So the reveal of Michael B. Jordan's character, we've already told y'all, but the lead up to it was very much so dramatic. Um and also provided one of the funniest scenes. Uh and we find out that Forrest Whitaker is actually yeah my man. Forrest Whitaker's character is my man who betrayed Sterling K. Brown's character and told T'Chaka, the king, the original Black Panther, that he has betrayed our country, yeah. our nation. And Forrest Whitaker has known that there was a child out there for his whole life. But he did not know that this child would come back with the vengeance that he just came back with. So uh, Get Out brings Michael B. Jordan to the council and says, hey, we've captured this man who had this vibranium, who he stole from that white man. Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan gets in there and there's obviously a little bit more to it than just, hey, let me bring you this man, Killmonger. Michael B. Jordan's character gets in there and he reveals to the council that I am not only Wakandan, he shows them his tattoo. He identifies himself. Pull that lip down. They thought he was some American dude over there with a damn vibranium axe. Yeah. He pulled that lip down, identified himself as Wakandan, and then goes on to identify himself as the child of the man, of the brother of T'Chaka, I'm who was killed in Oakland. I'm not only motherfucking Wakandan, I'm bloodline to this throne. Hey, auntie. Yeah. Hey, auntie. He looked Angela Bassett dead in the face. And I want to fade, fam. And I don't got to wait to the, because the, 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 I'm bloodline. I want to fade right now. I can challenge you right the fuck now. You don't need to get ready. They told him, they told Michael B. Jordan, oh, it's going to take you months to get ready. He said, no, I want that right now. And you know T'Challa being a real nigga Say alright fuck it Let's go Let's scrap Cause T'Challa don't know Shit about this man He don't know he could scrap And my man said I've been waiting my whole life To kill to you To kill you And I wonder why that was To kill you uh, So this is where As deep as this movie got the storyline still stuck with your typical superhero comic book movie. Revenge is all over this motherfucker. Michael B. Jordan wanted revenge for his father, for being left in America. When I'm of this bloodline, I should be sitting right here on this throne next to my people. But th that, that line about I've been wanting to kill you my whole life, that shit kind of, I didn't understand it at first. I had some couple conversations and people kind what of. What you think? Gay. So I'm like, why you want to kill him? One, he didn't know you even fucking existed. At all. I didn't kill you. I didn't kill your father. I didn't kill your father. I never knew you fucking existed, right? Mm -hmm. So at one point, I'm thinking like, well, maybe he want to kill the son to hurt the father. But the father dead now. So, so you, can't you do nothing. If you yeah. kill me, my father don't even know that I'm hurt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so why? So somebody explained to me that because he was the nephew uh, or whatever uh, He knew that At some point T'Challa would be king Because he's his father I mean mm. he's the son So I've been wanting to kill you Because you are my spot I become to, king If you not in the when picture When T'Chaka dies Yeah 
I become this king. Yeah, I'm you next I'm up bloodline. Okay, that makes sense. Because if you're not yeah. in the picture, then I'm next up bloodline-wise. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. okay, now that makes sense. Yeah. Like, that seemed ultra-personal, ultra-personal. Yeah. And like, nigga, he didn't know you existed until two days ago. So whatever. they prepared a scrap. It's time. We right back to the ritual, baby. My favorite shit in this movie is this ritual, man. When they right. get ready to scrap, it's time to go. So they get it lined up. Let me, let me just say, duh, he beat uh, T'Challa ass. Killmonger turned into Creed in this motherfucker, dog. T'Challa got one, maybe two hits in. He caught the fade and the fade and the motherfucking fade, nigga. He caught the bald fade. Shout out to you and Dame Convo the other day. I, I watched that while I'm in the chair getting faded up, by the way. Uh, y'all niggas damn sure hit it on the head, nigga. Drug dealers and niggas who been getting fades, nigga. But shout out to that. Anyway, uh, T'Challa got his ass beat. And he got killed. Well, he got tossed over. He, he got, he got. I'm, I'm throwing up the air quotes. Yeah. He got killed. He uh, that cliff we was talking about earlier, uh, where you fight in this ritual. Uh, T'Challa ended up thrown over that motherfucker. And I mean literally thrown. I mean scooped up, unconscious, and tossed into this goddamn flowing body of water to his death. Allegedly and He lost fair and square It was a straight up fight They removed his Black Panther powers Michael B. Jordan had that adrenaline He the king Looked like he might have been on a couple roids I don't know if they was doing their checks <laughs> You know what I'm saying he, and he, he, he the king now Now Killmonger is king Rightfully so Rightfully so He doesn't care about tradition He doesn't care about the heritage He doesn't care about the rituals But he came in there rightfully so And earned his motherfucking seat Now peep this This is another uh, battle Okay Is um because now that he the king, Michonne, who is the general, follows she the king. To him. And Lupita character, who was with T'Challa, was like, uh -huh. we need to get this my man out here. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not disobeying my nation. Michonne is for country. I'm for country. Mm -hmm. I'm trying. I serve my country. And yeah. then she was like, I save my country. <laughs> And Michonne, those are two different ideologies. Her her character, because it's funny, uh, and I thought this as it was happening. So, again, Get Out is her husband. Yeah. So when he basically brings Killmonger to kill the king of Wakanda. He did, he did it on the low. He like did we, it on the low. Like, we, we captured him. Yeah, we captured him. But really, I'm giving you to him. I'm not giving him to you. I'm putting him in position to kill you. This is Michonne's husband. Her husband, she don't follow her husband. She follows Wakanda. She follows Wakandan rule, Wakandan ritual. Even her husband's betrayal does not make her fight for anyone else other than this country. I'm doing what this country And Michael B. Jordan, like, listen, fam. Y'all got all this motherfucking vibranium. Y'all been living real high on the motherfucking mm -hmm. hog where everybody else been struggling. Oh, we giving these motherfucking weapons to all our spies that we got everywhere, and we gonna cut, we gonna kick this revolution off. So one thing Michael B. Jordan does after he becomes king, because he needs to go through these rituals too. Yeah. So after he wins that fight, he goes through the burial. He goes to see the ancestors, but in his ancestor uh, visual, in his uh, you know ritual, when he goes, he goes back to that apartment in Oakland. And he goes back to that spot where he found his father dead yep. when he was a little kid out there hooping. And it puts him in a different sort of mind. It fucks him up. He thinks one. I think he had like one moment of I might be doing this wrong. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Me and because his dad was like, "You ain't got no tears for me." Yeah, his dad looked him dead in the eye. He sees his father the same way T'Challa saw his father posthumously in this ritual. And Michael B. pretty much said, "Niggas die every day, B." Literally, because <laughs> guess where I grew up. In motherfucking Oakland in 92 Niggas die every day Niggas died that night Niggas died that morning So I ain't affected by this I don't have a tear for you pop So He showed him his book Yep And he got all the shit And I guess they was kind of like reenacting So he found his father's books And he talked about like You found out my books He got that ring So that's uh-huh. how he found out about Wakanda Yeah and all the information yeah. Like oh so Them claws was like Probably Black Panther mm-hmm. Now I understand Why that motherfucking Spaceship left yep. Now nah, I it really, all start clicking I hate y'all me. niggas It all start I'm a part of y'all niggas Yeah And I hate y'all niggas So now I'm gonna go to MIT I'm a motherfucking Train assassin Went to the military they Yeah They Killmonger And I, I got a scar on my body For everybody I killed And I take my His shirt off His entire body scar And scar the fuck up And this is another thing We talk off air or whatever You can't be disconnected From our culture No matter mm-hmm. what the fuck I know mm-hmm. we ain't never been To the continent mm-hmm. And it's been years removed mm-hmm. But this shit is ingrained In our DNA He got all those Tribal shits on his On his body You never been there But you know It's deep inside yeah. you So that connection Is still there But you know what it is too Cause again They make it very well known He found those books He studied Yeah He studied his culture From America I'm studying where I'm from And he studied these colonizers He studied these colonizers He knows where he comes from He knows who stole what And where And when And he knows The importance of it all And that's one thing that We As African Americans Have not done In the manner that we needed to do We have not studied Where we come from We don't know Where we come from We don't know If we from Wakanda Or Motherfucking Jersey Mm -hmm. We have no fucking clue Nigga Wakanda the six mile Nigga Seven mile to Belle Isle But um, Michael B. Jordan Has studied this So again He's giving himself A scar For every kill That he had he scarred the fuck up. He scarred the fuck up. And they say it when they talk about who he is. They say he's killed a bunch of motherfuckers, we lost bro. We didn't lost count. He named Killmonger for a reason. Like, he, he killing, he liked, because he liked the kid. This is what he does. So he's um, been training. And, and again, he's not just a great warrior. He's smart. Yeah. So he's now the king. So he has his damn ritual. And one thing that I thought was key, during his burial ritual, after he's officially in and he's drank the from the vibranium flower, he then tells them, burn these motherfucking flowers. Ain't no more of this after me. Ain't no more. I'm the last one. I'm the last king around the I motherfucker. I am the last king of motherfucking Scotland. Forrest Whitaker vibes, well, nigga. Luckily, uh... Lupita stole one on Lupita the low. being the sneaky mercenary she is Snuck in there Stole a flower Because she knew She had to get that To somebody who could help Overtake Killmonger So She go to the She she she, she go to, to the apes Yeah She go to the motherfucking apes and shit And uh Her Angela Bassett Because now Angela Bassett You no longer queen Looking like Storm Looking like Storm with the great dreads. Ooh, wee, that's a fine motherfucker. She's side, no longer queen. Side side note, I don't know if y'all know that in the comic books, the Black Panther and Storm are married. Mm, didn't know that. I ain't yeah. know that. So that's lit. It could be It could be something coming. Coming. Yeah. Could be something coming. Ooh, Lupita has Storm. What we think about it. No, when Lu- he he said that Lupita said she gonna kill him. If she get with Storm. Uh, <laughs> because that is his wife in the comic that's books. Hey, is what it so. is. Um, so uh Lupita, Angela Bassett, and Little Sis 
Angela Bass and Little Sis, again, who are no longer in any sort of power because Michael B. Jordan has taken over. And even though their bloodline, his bloodline is from the other side. So you're not married into this no more, fam. Yeah. You are no longer queen. So the three of them, they get together and they go see the apes. Because the apes, again, are that tribe that broke off. They do their own thing. And he was almost good enough to be. To he something. was almost good enough. So maybe with this little Black Panther shit, you can give us a little. Give a little we little can go over there and we can give Dog the juice. Yeah. And when Dog get the juice, he can come over here and beat the shit out of Killmonger. So they go visit him and they beg him. Please come overtake this nigga's throne. Please come save our world. Please come become king. Because motherfucking T'Challa is dead. And the ape nigga told him, come with me. We got this nigga over here on ice, man. We found One of my people found this nigga floating in the fucking river. And he brought him to me immediately. We got him on ice. And if we take him off ice, he dead. We keeping him on ice to preserve him. Some real nigga shit, dog. I saved the nigga... Life because he spared mine. I'm real nigga. We even. That's what we he's even. We even. He right here. If y'all want him, mm-hmm. get him. Get a nigga the flower, fam. Go on and pour that motherfucking flower juice in his mouth. So they did that. Pause. Yeah. And they take him through that ritual, which I thought was very fucking interesting. Because they ain't just pour the flower over him. They had to call the ancestors again. again. It's a process. Again. It's a process. So instead of burying him in the sand, they buried him in the snow he was laying in. Because with the apes, they live in this snowy-ass part of Africa. Yeah, in the mountains. They in the mountains. It's cold up there. They all wear furs and shit. So... They take T'Challa, they bury him in the snow, they give him the flower, they take him through the ancestor ritual, and he sees his dad again. And like a man, his dad say, man, come home, it's time for you to go. It's time to do it. He's like, no, fuck that. You did this shit wrong, fam. Mm-hmm. You fucked up. Why didn't you bring my man back? You yeah. knew he was a kid over there. Yeah. I don't even know why you left your brother out there. Yeah. Your brother shouldn't have been there as long as he... Like, I don't know why you sent your brother out there. Well, not even that. Like, you had to kill your brother because he's about to kill somebody else. Mm-hmm. We'll take his body back. Y'all already knew he was... Y- y'all was about to take him to trial anyway. Mm-hmm. Say what the fuck happened. Bring him back here and bury him in Wakanda land. I understand that whole I, shit. That, that makes sense. You left him on some... Let me get out the scene of the crime and jump in the spaceship yeah, and go back because you... I mean, I guess... I, I don't know. Why did you do Because here's the thing. You killed him with reason. And... The way that everybody's deeply ingrained into Wakandan heritage and Wakandan rule, they would have understood, A, he betrayed the country. Yeah. And he was about to betray the person who stood up for the country. So, nah, I understand why you killed him. And he could have brought his body back. He could have brought his son back. All this could have been avoided. Pops, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. And you did some sneaky shit. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker held on to that secret. Oh, by the way, real quick, rewind. Forrest Whitaker dead. Oh, he dead in motherfucker. Michael B. Jordan killed the shit out of Forrest Whitaker, bro. Yeah. FYI. Because I, I T'Challa died early in the movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, okay, while he killing Forrest Whitaker, this going to be your opportunity to like get him. Yeah. But no, nigga, you got no. your ass whooped and got T'Challa got his ass beat so bad during that ritual, he could not save Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. And Forrest Whitaker was not a warrior. The nigga was old-ass family. He was old-ass fucking deacon. And he got killed. But anyway, fast forward. So T'Challa just got the juice. He just visited his dad during the ancestry ritual. And now he back. Yeah. And he better than ever. And that's what takes us to that final scene. And what's so when I what I what I what I thought was dope as fuck, it wasn't no I'm about to be stealth. We mm-hmm. about to slide in still. Nigga walk straight through that motherfucker on the with his hands up like ice cube on the what's porch. Poppin'? Like, what up, nigga? I ain't never tap out. What's up, nigga? What's good? He was like, nigga, all that all that ritual shit is dead, nigga. I'm the king now. Hey. Michael B. Jordan, like, nah, nigga. 
I, I, I beat you. That nigga, he threw his hand like, nigga, that ritual shit is hey, dead. T'Challa told that motherfucker, no, nah, you ain't kill me, dog. That's the thing. You got to kill me, dog. And they now they had an impasse. Mm-hmm. The Queen's Guard, the King's Guard, and everybody looking around. Mm-hmm. And uh, Get Out's man looking like, and what we do. Because Get Out them betrayed, motherfucker. And Get Out like a hoe. Ride with uh, He gonna ride with Killmonger. Killmonger Yeah But Get Out's wife Michonne Finally was like Nigga you not good yeah. enough To be king And you know what Technically because you didn't Kill this nigga And he didn't tap out You not You king. not king So I'm a fucking ride For my goddamn family You dog. peep this though So uh, Michonne She don't got no Little vibranium flower Nah I don't got no special powers Nigga we whooping the, the We warriors We whooping Killmonger ass yeah. In the Black Panther yeah. suit yeah. With the flower shit Just off my strength Cause Killmonger is now the blackest panther Yeah So when he took over He got the black and gold panther fit on He ready to scrap everybody So he in his suit He was trying to Send out spies all over the world With vibranium Yeah to go and fucking wreck shit. Yeah, they took the they took the motherfucking weapons and like, all right, get yeah. the weapons out. We put these weapons out to everybody we got placed throughout the world. So white boy that they saved and shit, he he was to be a pilot, so they had him, you know, trying to track down the, the joints or whatever. Uh huh. But uh, this is the part that I just thought was dope, man. So while all the fighting and shit was going on, and um, husband and wife, they both yeah. teams is fighting and shit. Yeah, or we talked about this shit. And like, um, it come to a part where. Oh, this was two parts. One, okay. oh boy, he took the horn out, and then the motherfucking um, the rhinoceros and shit yeah. come out. Yeah, and they fighting this shit, and then Michonne steps in front of the motherfucking rhinoceros. Now, motherfucker, just so stop. Get out. Basically, raised these warrior rhinoceroses in his country, and he brings them out because that's his that's his go to. Yeah. He don't got no vibranium because they was getting their ass whooped. I got yeah his his tribe getting fucked up by the women by the, the women Wakandan folk, and he said, you know what? Let me call my motherfucking rhinos. Ooh, I didn't because I didn't know what the fuck their horn was. I'm like, who yeah. the fuck is this nigga calling yeah. with his horn? And he called out some dog ass gigantic warrior rhinos with vibranium mask on, and they ready to fucking go. And one of them was about to tear shit the fuck up. And Michonne, again, being the motherfucking hardest out, stood dead in front of that rhino as he come in full speed. And that motherfucker stopped and licked her face like a goddamn puppy. So this is one of the dopest uh, shits in the movie that I thought was. So Get Out has betrayed his whole entire nation. And his wife. They go into war. They fight and everything. However, he looked her, they was like face to face. Yeah. He looked her and I was like, you would kill me for Wakanda? So in this scene, Michonne has her spear to get out's face. She drew her spear faster than he drew his. She's in the advantage. She has that advantage. She's about to kill him if he blinks wrong. And they looking at each other like it's about to be a standoff. I'm, like, I'm thinking like they about to fight. Husband and wife. And then he asked her, you would, fight, you would kill me or you would fight me for Wakanda? Yeah. And she was like, basically like in, a, in heartbeat. a heartbeat. He looked at her and then bowed to his woman. He dropped his motherfucking sword and hit his knee. And when he hit his knee, the king of his tribe, his whole fucking tribe dropped to their knee, bro. That was so dope to me because this man going to war with his whole fucking nation, but he bowed to that black woman. He bowed to Lit- his queen. Literally and figuratively. I'm calling women queen for the rest of this one. 
So y'all got another week and a half of me talking queenie as fuck right now. Um, he dropped to his queen. Yeah. He put his sword down. Because I hurt this whole country, but I will not hurt my woman. My God. The fucking underline. My God. So while they doing their thing and... Uh, the, the Wakandan women warriors are winning this fight. Michael B. Jordan, Killmonger, and Black Panther are over there scrapping on the side. Yeah, they getting it in. They getting it in. It's just the two of them, mano y mano. They both in their Black Panther suits. So they've fallen into this area where the suit does not matter in a specific little region. Yeah, that because they of te te technology. Yeah, technology basically strips the suit of its power. So they both scrapping and they both trying to stay out the area where the suit don't matter so they could be stronger because one of them got to win this fight. Yeah. Yeah. They get their scrap on, and ultimately, the scrap leads to a knife in the chest. A knife to Killmonger's chest, man, and it doesn't end well. It's too brute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, out of respect, T'Challa takes Killmonger's body. Killmonger hasn't died yet. No. But he takes his body up to this cliff. Because there was a mention in there that uh, they got the beautiful, sun most beautiful sunsets in the world. Yep. And he, he said his father told him that. Yeah. My father told me Wakanda had the most beautiful sunset in the world. And they mentioned it throughout the movie. And so T'Challa takes his body, takes it up to this cliff where you can see the sunset. Again, looks like and they Lion King. And they conversing, though. Mm -hmm, they having a talk. Like, essentially, like, you know, nigga, this don't, it don't really got to be like this. Mm-mm. I can throw in them little them little magical balls that we gave over to the to the to the white man and we can we can get you fixed up, fam. You're like, why? Yeah. So y'all can put me in prison. And I just pulled it up. Cause Michael B. Jordan ended his Black Panther scene with one of the most powerful fucking lines you gonna see in this movie. He said to Michael B. Jordan, yo, we can fix you. My sister can save you right now. You don't have to die right now. Michael B. Jordan said, nah, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Mm. And it takes you back not only to that scene, but his father. Yeah. His father ain't want to go to prison. Mm -mm. His father pulled the ratchet and was about to bust and knew. And probably knew I was going to be I'm going to die. Suicide by cop is what they call it. Suicide by panther. Yeah. Because I'm going to, I can't beat my brother. I know my brother's powers all too well. And nigga probably, he'll, he'll whoop me, his old ass will probably yeah. whoop me without, yeah. <laughs> without yep. the suit. So I know what he can do with this suit, but I'm not going to prison. I will not be captured. I will not be taken in the, into bondage. My colonizers. Will not have me, nigga. So Michael B. Jordan said, bury me in the motherfucking ocean with my ancestors. So all the disrespect he's shown to the rituals and the heritage I wish it could have ended differently, though. I, I wanted him to stay alive. I, I did. Because, again, as my, as my coworker pointed out, the bad guy in this movie was not that bad. His plight was understood. His mission was understood. Yeah. I get his anger. His tactics was, was yeah. harsh yeah. and brash. But I get his anger. Because how many anger black folks we got over here right now in America? Angry at this system. And what's so funny is, ultimately, him and T'Challa wanted the same thing. Mm -hmm. Once I found out what was going on, we went to the UN. We said, listen, we're going to share now. Yep. We're going to share our information. We're going to share our knowledge. One of the colonizers jumped up and said, well, what does a, what can a farmer what, add? What can a country of poor farmers do? Fuck out of here, nigga. You don't know what's going on over here. You don't know uh, what's behind that curtain. But uh, 
so they go back to Oakland. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a there was a gym in this movie that I think it, people kind of flossed over. But they went back to Oakland, the spot where he was killed at, mm-hmm. and they built it in like a, a, the first. He bought them projects. He bought the projects. I'm putting a I'm putting a building here, putting a building here, putting a building yep. here. It's gonna be a technological resource that we're gonna teach the kids and blah yep. blah blah, which is dope. The little, little sis, the little boy though, from the shy, from the shy, mm-hmm. that got to be Killmonger's son, Right. I wondered from the moment. That he was over there And they showed him He too He is too This is how I know When I watch the movie I know yeah. when something Gonna be on Like you too much You too important Of an actor To have a this insignificant That little boy is, That little boy Gonna be something dog. Yeah. I, I, And you could tell On the shot if So you, you watch watching shot. You watching Fucking uh, SVU or some shit Yeah And fucking Michael Rappaport Is in the scene Yeah Well I know You just not about To be an extra Michael Rappaport You're not like, here You probably For the no killer. reason You yeah. know what I'm saying Like so this little boy Is in this movie Not yeah. as an extra Like so That's probably his son Cause it's five six Other little boys In that movie But that's But it was one. him That stood out Yeah, yeah. But T'Challa is doing The right thing Because he's bringing him in Instead mm-hmm. of leaving him there Yeah I'm showing y'all Yeah Cause they dropped The, the spaceship Dead in the middle Of the basketball The court. Maybach spaceship The Maybach spaceship Or they say Bugatti spaceship And uh They they tell the little kids Like yo We about to teach y'all All about this Yeah We bought this building These projects And we bought the building Next to it And the building next to that And the building next to that And we about to get it in And y'all finna learn Yeah Y'all gonna learn Cause we not leaving y'all over here no more. Even if y'all ain't where we from. Man, this was just a dope movie, dog. Dog, this movie, one it was ultimately one of the blackest things I've ever experienced in my life, bro. So, I do want to explain to people why people are so enthralled with this movie and why people are dressing up and things of mm-hmm. that nature. It's not, I mean, there's, I was talking to somebody who was a writer and they said it's only seven stories. Yeah. And every movie is one of these seven stories. That's why I say this is very similar to the Lion King. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not the the, the basis of the story. Mm-hmm. It's that you are seeing pieces of your culture mm-hmm. that you are proud of. Yep. And that has a feeling. That has yep. an effect. It makes you proud. You are, you, are, you are seeing what Africa, the continent of Africa, could have been if it was not colonized. Mm. Because vibranium, mm. it could be another cold word for coltan, mm. which is the, the resource that all of our cell phones and all of our devices mm. have in them to make them vibrate. Mm-hmm. Like there is a giant resource. Like mm-hmm. this could be it right here. Like we so happy to see this movie because of the themes in it, mm-hmm. not because it's a superhero this, a superhero that. That. Yes, that's the surface level, but we are happy to see these things because it connects with you on an emotional level. Vibranium is coltan. Vibranium is gold. Vibranium is diamonds. These blood diamonds. This shit that was stolen from the Africans and then sold for billions and trillions of dollars. And it's giving you a world that can say, hey, we can be advanced technology wise. Mm-hmm. But we can still stay true to our roots and mm-hmm. our and our rituals. It don't have to be separate. Just because you got a cell phone don't mean you got the text your mm-hmm. ritual. We still gonna get together. And we do. Imagine Black Panther lets you imagine Africa benefiting from its natural resources. The things that people go over there to steal and make millions off of and billions off of, if Africa was allowed to keep it and thrive. If the rest of the world did not come in and take from a country that was rich in resources, but unable to fight, yeah, unable to fight. I, I can't battle you. You came over here with an army. 
And all we had was our resources. Now we touched on a lot of this shit in the movie, and there's so mm-hmm. much. There's so much. You can't more. get to every layer. You in know this what I'm movie, saying? Man. You can't get to every layer in this movie. But like, if you didn't listen through this whole thing and you still have, and you haven't seen the movie, go watch it. Yeah. Like yeah. Go see it. Go see it, and then go see it again, and then tell somebody to go see it again. Again, I made coworkers go see it strictly off the strength that I wanted them to support it. But so far, I got text messages from two of them saying that that shit was amazing. And take your blockers off. Take mm-hmm. your your social media hate blockers off, and just watch it for what it is. Yo, because I get not, it. I get it. I feel. I get it. Yes, yeah, a lot of folks who may be ODing. It's folks dressed like coming to America, and they going in there on a. But you know what I said yesterday. Not since coming to America have we seen a movie that shows, again, the riches of Africa. They saying black folks, y'all got to be so extra. Please explain to me what's wrong with being extra. Please explain to me what's wrong with appreciating our culture. Like, I, I don't get it. You get dressed up to go to church every Sunday, right? Every fucking week. And you will make a, you will literally make an, it's like, why come I can't walk in that bitch in my jeans and my t-shirt, my white tee? Mm-hmm. But you're going to tell me that it's okay. You need to dress up to go here. You can dress up to go to the club. You dress up to go to work. Like, you wear is, different clothes for different experiences. Why can't I do this? Motherfuckers just dress like Chewbacca when Star Wars comes out. They dress like R2-D2. They, you got in a trash can, you done painted gold and walked in the den. But when this black movie comes out about these black people, I'm going to take my black ass in there in some black ass garb and I'm going to wear it and I'm going to be proud to wear it. I got, I wear a dashiki on normal days. Yeah. Because I like the shit. Oh. And I rock that bitch with my J's. Yep. Like, I can mix them both. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dashiki with ripped jeans, J's, and fucking Cartier's, nigga. But... Black Panther was so fucking dope, man. Black Panther was one of the best black experience you'll see. And again... It's for everybody. This is not a black movie. Yes, it's one of the blackest experiences you can have. But take your white ass, take your Asian ass, take your European ass, take your whatever ass and go see this movie. Because if you like Marvel comic movies. We didn't even break down the technology in the movie. There was we, so many fights. You don't have time, bro. Explosions. You don't have time, bro. And dialogue. And, Man. And, like, it's a dope Man. ass movie. This though. movie is smart. This movie gets it. But. As I told all my coworkers that I made to go see all my non-black coworkers, this movie is still a Marvel comic movie. So if nothing else, if everything black about this movie intimidates you, go see it because it's a Marvel comic movie and it's a good ass Marvel comic movie. Also, if you're going to see and you haven't seen yet, there's the credits and then there's something happens and then there's more credits and then something else happens. So So traditionally in these movies, you know that about halfway through the credits or the end of the credits, you get that one additional scene. In this movie, you get two additional scenes. So don't leave. Yeah. Stick around. Um, It's just a dope ass movie, man. It's a black ass movie. It's a dope ass movie. I can go see a movie about Wakanda. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, w- I would be perfectly fine with just seeing a movie about the, the intertribes yeah. and everything like yeah. that. I'm okay with that. They could start a whole goddamn series of movies about Wakanda. Because yeah. I, I want to know more about the apes. Yeah. They're my niggas. I want to know what Killmonger was doing the whole goddamn time he was in the U.S. 100%. I want to know what he did before he got over to Wakanda. This, this could be a whole thing. This is... Because... I can, I'll take a Black Panther prequel. Hell yeah. 
I want to know what Sterling K. Brown was seeing over there leading up to his death in Oakland in 92. 100%. What was Oakland looking like to somebody from Wakanda? Shit, you give me a Netflix series. I, I watch all 13. Oh, my God. You give me 13 hours to break that shit down? Oh, my God. Yeah, man. This um The layers in this movie. Shit, I want to know about Lil Sis. How she get to where she went? Lil Sis was brilliant. How she build all that shit? I want to know some of the, the, the missions that Lupita was on. Because mm, that one, the opening one, yeah. was deep. So, what led her there? She saved a young man's life who was finna kill her five minutes before she saved her his life. Yeah. God damn. Yo, man, um, we could talk forever. This movie is it's a talking piece, to say the least. This movie is phenomenal. It deserves every dollar. That's not just based off hype. The content we were giving was top notch. They gave us a fucking phenomenal movie, and it just so happened that 99% of the cast was black. It just so happened that the director was black. It just so happened that everybody who's raving about it, even before it came out, was black. And it so happened that it was based um, on a continent full of blacks. My God, this is one of the best movies out right now. Early 2018, best movie of the year. I just can't wait to get that bitch released on 4K on DVD. Oh man! And to get the, the give me the deleted scenes. Give me 4K. The, give me the Ray. I want to see the four hour yeah. uncut one. Yeah, I, I do. I would like to know what was cut because there were scenes that just a little bit more depth. They would have been so powerful. In between Korea and after that, yep. something yeah. happened. I yeah. know something happened. Oh, yeah. Plenty happened. Um, Yeah. It's it's a lot that went into this movie. We couldn't even get into it in an hour and a half. But God damn it. Go see Black Panther. Go see Black Panther. Go see Black Panther. Download the soundtrack. Purchase the soundtrack. When the DVD comes out, purchase that bitch. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what kind of bullshit you've been on. What kind of life is you living, bro? Because hmm. this movie was... It was as advertised. What kind of forever? Bankhead bounce. We out, baby.